Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Judy Rodman is an award-winning vocal coach, recording artist, stage and television performer, public speaker, author, multi-genre hit songwriter, studio producer, and vocal consultant. As a public speaker, Judy gives keynote speeches, seminars, and advanced workshops on the voice and vocal production. She is a creator and host of All Things Vocal podcast, also available at iTunes, Android apps, Google Play Store. Judy is a published author with two power, path, and performance vocal training courses, mm-hmm. a groundbreaking multimedia guide called Singing in the Studio, a DVD presentation for producers that engineers called Vocal Production Workshop. Her students and recording clients has appeared on the Today Show, Letterman, Ellen DeGeneres, The Voice, American Idol, Americans Got Talent, The Grammys, CMA, ACM, and MTV Award Shows, New York Times bestseller list also. We have the absolute honor and privilege to talk to with one of the greats, Miss Judy Broadman. Judy. Hey, thank you so much for that kind introduction. That is so wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome for that, first of all. And and the first question I I, I want to ask you is, uh, uh, do you drink coffee? The reason, <laughs> yes, the actually, re- without one cup of, co- cup of coffee in the morning, I'm not teaching very well. But I know to drink water after I'm done with the coffee, right. before exactly. and after. Right. <laughs> but yes, I do. No, because the reason why I'm asking you that is, is, as you do, uh, you're a recorded artist, vocal coach, public speaker, author. You have all these things going on. Like right. you got to have, you got to stay up for at least half of the day, right? <laughs> You're right. You're so right. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah without, so without coffee, I am not me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah so, uh, but I don't. I don't drink it like I used to. I used to drink like seven or eight cups a day, right. and uh, and and that kind of thing. And caffeine is not good for you, and it's not good for your voice. No. So uh, well, I just, I you know, I err on the side of caution and and all that. But yeah. Yeah. One, so yeah, that big uh, one in the morning. So you being a vocal coach, um, and. You know, you know the uh, the way the ins and outs of, of everything. Uh, what are some good um, liquid drinks that you, that one would take for to uh, soothe your voice and help you with the with the with the vocals? 
Well, there are three. Uh, my favorite go-to, especially in like an emergency where your throat is feeling funky for whatever reason, is a little sore, or a little gunky or whatever, is diluted pineapple juice. And the reason mm. is there's a, the bromelain enzyme in the pineapple soothes the tissues of your throat. And uh, it doesn't touch your vocal cords, of course, because you can't go all the way down there or you're in trouble. Right. But it soothes all the tissues right above it. And, and somehow that soothes, you know, the, the larynx as well. Uh, so pineapple juice, you know, I, most of the people that work with me don't go to the studio or on stage without it because it's that good. Uh, the second one, if people are allergic to pineapple juice, of course, they can't drink it. But um, if, in that case, I suggest cayenne pepper and lemon juice and uh, in, in water, cayenne pepper, lemon juice, and water. Okay. And you can put a little honey in it if you want, but you don't have to. Right. Uh, and the, the cayenne pepper is a, is a healer for the mucous membranes. And then the third thing is uh, fresh ginger tea, where you grate ginger root and then put lemon juice in with it. But like I say, my number one is pineapple juice. Pineapple juice <laughs> yeah. Now, I've heard that honey water works, works really good too. Is that... True or false? It, it works for, uh, it makes your throat, you know, soothe some people's throats. The bromelain enzyme in the pineapple juice does it better for me okay. than any any lozenge or spray or uh, honey drops or anything. I mean, it just works. And it works for just about everybody that, that I work with. So, like I said, if you're, if you're allergic to it, that's one thing. But yeah. uh, if not, you want to give it a try. And you don't have to drink a ton of it just when you're speaking a lot or singing, you know. A right. lot. Okay. Nice. Nice. Because I've always wondered that because uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people have different, um, different, uh, I guess, different uh, things of what they try. Yeah. So I guess yeah. pineapple right. just would work the best, you know. Uh, and the dole, it's just a little Dole's pineapple can. It doesn't have to be anything special, you know, just right. just a can, little can of that and a big glass of water. There you go. Nice. 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 Well, I had a, I had an awesome time um, um, doing some research on you. <laughs> and and uh, I want to discuss your 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 four products you have on the judyrunman.com website. So mm -hmm. everybody, um, uh, pauses uh, website, uh, pauses podcast. Go to her site. Come back later on. You know, because that, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing right. website. <laughs> um, right. So you have four products that I want to discuss them with you. Uh, first is the Power Path and Performance Vocal Training. Um, so there are two packages you can purchase. Mm -hmm. uh, to perfect your singing, what the first package is, is one CD uh, right. that'll give you the, the, uh, the or disc now since nobody's got CD the, players right. digitally. Yeah, digitally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which uh, covers the like uh, I, I I would imagine the basics of um, of uh, vocal performance. It it does, and it also has a self assessment sort of track. It's really packed for a one disc wow. product. Yeah. It's really packed, and it yeah. gives it it gives uh, like a, like I say a self assessment uh, sort of exercise. It also gives the rudimentaries of power path and performance uh, and, and how that you know what that method is and how it works. And then it also gives you some vocal exercises. Okay. So it's it's packed, yeah. 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 And the second the second package of that deal is the six CD, which is everything, the whole shebang. Yeah, the um, second is a six disc pack, and it's like over four hours of wow. training. Yeah. And um, the last C CD used it for video disc 
is now you know digital video disc uh, or you can buy it on a, a DVD that's in the in the physical package but it is an hour long I actually revised it a couple of years ago and it's an hour long uh, vocal exercise routine with right. me explaining how the exercises work and all yeah. that but it's it's yeah the this package uh, it took me a year and a half to write and it took me about thirteen thousand dollars to record because I kept changing it. Okay. Because I wanted it to work for somebody that you know didn't necessarily ever work with me, right. and I brought it before focus groups and and kind of tweaked it and and edited it and all that. So it's a legacy kind of thing. And I'm just about you may you may notice I've got some video lights. Yeah, yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to do uh, uh, the probably the last big project I'm going to do as far as uh, vocal training uh, products, and that is a 12-module uh, vocal training uh, gr group of topics on vocal training that's going to take probably about it, – it took me about a year and a half to write that one, mm -hmm. and then it'll probably take me a year to record it. So oh, no, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason why I mentioned it is because um, um, while I was researching you, I found your YouTube channel, and it's a great channel too. I'll, I'll thank you. I'll, I'll link it in the description below. Um, but on that channel, I saw uh, you uh, coaching this one um, girl who had trouble uh, breathing right because she she said she got tired when she was singing. And mm -hmm. all you did was was you told her to stand up straight against the door, and right. and and. Uh, and I can tell that 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 it worked wonders for her because her face lit up. Like, oh my god, it works! Yeah, you but it's know but it's just that's one simple tweak that like like right. gets you going. And uh, right. so 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 I guess more of that stuff is is in the six disc package. Yes, it is okay. tons of stuff. Yeah, and the reason that works so fast is that it opens her throat, which was tight when her you know posture was down and she was tired and she was trying to you know, finish her gig. And so she was kind of pushing a little bit and, and tightening her throat up. And right. also it opened her rib cage because when you're against the wall like that, your upper spine straightens out, that opens your rib cage and gives you breath control. Mm -hmm. And then you're, so it's, it gives an instantly without me explaining it, it gives a balance of breath support, which comes from your really your butt. You know, you, I, there's an old phrase, sing your butt offs, you know, and, that, yeah. and that's actually what that you're works, supposed right? to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't sing your throat out right. because when you delegate the tension down there to the saddle area, then you can squeeze yourself open instead of tight. And it works for speakers too. Right. So yeah, it's pretty instant. And, uh, and then the rest of it is just like, okay, how can I get that into muscle memory since my whole life I've sung this way, you know? Right. And so we have to retrain the lizard brain. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have one question that, that, that just came up to me and uh, I wanted to ask you because you're a, you know, sure. your teacher. Um, now I've asked this to many, many musicians who are singers that I've had on my podcast. Um, but, but I want to know for me, since you're a, you're a, you're a, a professional trainer. Um, can anybody learn how to sing or like is, is one actually born with it? Wow. I or, mean, that que that question gets asked a whole lot. And okay. the answer is yes. Yeah. The only thing you need is to want to bad enough. Right. And then when you do, uh, what you need to do is get with a trainer like me who will give you some things to practice on your own. The two biggest, um, 
I guess uh, the two hardest skills to learn is the skill of hearing pitch, like you hear people about people being tone deaf. Right. But I've taught people to target practice, you know, at a note and they can, you can learn. It takes time and you have to be willing to just, just day after day, just target practice with a, a you know, something that you know that will tell you whether you're on pitch or not. Right. And then, uh, and then the other thing that's difficult is uh, a lack of a feeling of rhythm and rhythmic pattern. And some people just don't have that that much. But then, you know what I recommend? Dancing, drum lessons, and, lessons. you know, just <laughs> like just <laughs> studying rhythm right, yeah. and uh, and getting it in, getting the song in your hips as well as in your brain, you know. Right. So, but if you've got a sense of pitch and you just can't hit it, uh, that's pretty easy to fix. That's okay. just technique. Your technique sucks, you know, (laughs) but uh, if, if you, if you, if you know what the rhythm is, but you can't quite, you know, be in time, that again is technique. You're sort of got some anchors going on, some tension going on in the wrong places. So, you know, like I say, are you called? Do you want to sing? And if you do, you can learn. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The reason why I asked you that was because, you have, you have a project on your page that that we'll talk about later and bring that mm-hmm. back up. So thank you for telling me about it. Uh, yeah. But but the second project you have is uh, singing in the studio, which is a book written by you, uh, yes. which, which covers what you should do before, during, and after. And I found That's it. That's right. Oh, and 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 and, uh, and uh, researching your your video, I heard that you said that uh, what you should and should not wear in the studio, and I find that kind of odd because. For me, for me, right? Uh, clothes wouldn't really matter, but then again, you're the professional, so I'm asking you: uh, Do clothes really, really matter? At you know, big time. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yes, and here's why: If you're wearing something that makes a sound when you move your hand across it, hmm. oh my gosh, the engineer's just gonna hate you. <laughs> 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 and if you wear earrings that are you know, pointy and, you know, have just big. And yeah, right. If they, when they cr- are crushed against your, your, the side of your head, that's going to hurt, especially after a couple of hours. Right. So you can take them off, but then you run into the, uh, the age old problem of having left, left them in the studio and they've already closed the studio up, up when you remember. Right. Uh, and the other thing is if you're wearing all cool, you know, tight clothes to make you look all good and, all that kind of stuff, then you're not going to be able to breathe very well. If you're wearing the wrong shoes, you're going to get, your heels are going to get tired. Your back's going to get tired. So yes, everything you wear, everything that touches your skin, your feet, uh, or anything, your head, even if you wear a hat, like you're wearing right now, what you have to be careful of is you want to stay active underneath that hat. And, you know, when you're wearing caps and hats, sometimes you numb out the ceiling of your open throat and people don't know that. Now, if you know that, then yeah, you can be active underneath that hat, but you, you have to be able to raise your eyebrows and feel your temples open and feel the back of your head kind of, you know, stretch and and all of that really, really, really matters. Yeah. Everything, the voice is, the voice is attached to everything. Mm. So, you saw, like, like being a fan of music, I, I, I would have never known that, music, but that, that your vocals is like, blade everything. You know? Right. 
Yeah. Right. So I guess the, the best uh, the best thing to do is wear nothing in the studio, right? Yeah. It's, it's go go all out naked and, and go out naked. Yeah. There you go. That's the <laughs> best sure way to do. Just right. Yeah. yeah. Or wear a tent dress. <laughs> right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, no, you know, and that's the, that's interesting that you brought that up because there is one other factor. You want to feel like you look good in the right. studio. It yeah. may, it gives you confidence to where you're not thinking about what you're wearing because you feel confident that you look pretty, you know, look good. You just have to be careful how you wear your hair. Uh, I mean, you can wear it up in a ponytail or whatever, but you know that, you know, the headphones are going to have to fit over something. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to you just want to feel comfortable and beautiful. All right. Yeah, right. And that can be done in a track suit and tennis shoes. Uh, or if that makes you look like feel frumpy and all that, then you know wear something else. But but uh, but yeah, th- things like that uh, are what make the studio different than live. Yeah. Yeah. Are there are so many things that make the studio different from live, and most people don't know. I mean, they have to learn the hard way, you know. And I've had fifty years in the studio, so that's where that product came from. Yeah, because I feel like like I imagine the, the more you make yourself. Um, feel good about yourself, the less takes you have to take, right? Yes, because yeah. your voice gets supported better. Right. Like I say, you're, you're, it's attached to not only your physical being and how it feels, but it's attached to your psychology, your mind, and uh, your personality, and you know how comfortable and how confident you feel in any given situation, which is why it's a, a great idea to turn uh, the lights out where you're singing. If you can, okay. or dim them at least, because you want to focus your mind on that one heart that the lyric is to, that you want to try to get a response from. And if you if you're seeing too much, you got sensory uh, feelers kind of going out everywhere, and you are distracted. You are distracted. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to kind of keep it really simple. Right. And uh, and um um like you said before uh, like a. Time is money, and I and I guess the less takes you have, the more the producers will love you because they're like, okay, <laughs> we can work with you again. <laughs> yeah, and and not only that, but you know they can fix you in the mix and all that. They yeah. can they can tweak your your. Uh, they can create a whole new melody if with the right. with the mel- you know the the tuner. Right. But the more accurate you are, the more natural you're going to sound. And the bottom line is the better response you're going to get because you don't sound like a machine hmm. unless you have an engineer that doesn't know not to overtune something. Right. You know. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah. So learning technique, learning accuracy and precision. It, I don't care how many bells and whistles the engineer has underneath the, their hands. If you can get it just, you know, as right as you can, then you're – uh, final result is going to be much better. Right. Yeah. Another thing that that shocked me was um, uh, you uh, you mentioned um, when you go into the studios um, for for your um, career now, uh, you you mentioned that ninety nine percent of the studios aren't really set up quite right. Right. Um, That's right. That's right. And 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 I wanted to discuss that with you because. Uh, for for a uh, for a studio that wants you to come in, I I, I figured that they would want you set things up right. That's because, right. Because because you said that they had the, that they don't have the mic set up right, and I want to 
uh, go go with you. What what is the best way to set up a, like a, like a well tuned studio? Well, the biggest deal is where the mic is placed, uh, and what's underneath it. Okay. So that when the singer stands up in front of the mic, or sits, whatever you know. Right. If, I mean, I'm, we're sitting at podcast desks here. Well, I've got my mic where I can move it towards me like that, and so my rib cage is more opened up. My throat is more opened up because my head is back. I've instantly got more control and more ability because I've got more control uh, without even thinking about it. You also, I teach people to use their hands when they're, when they're singing or speaking, because that again, opens up your rib cage and opens up your throat and you feel like you're talking. This is, this is a great way to sing in the studio like that. Or, like bring a back scratcher or something if you're a guitar player and then you feel like you have your guitar in your hands. Well, if the, um, if the music stand and the cue box are right there where everybody puts them, then you're going to end up bending over to the mic like that. And that is going to blow the lid on your compression engine because the top of your compression engine for voice is the diaphragm that needs to be able to come down. It's connected to the, whoops, it's connected to the bottom of the rib cage. The rib cage needs to be wide. You know, that's more than you, you want to know, but nevertheless, the secret to instantly improving your uh, singer or your speaker's ability is to help them stand it or sit at a mic where the mic is closer to them and they're free under here to use their hands. So put the music stand to the side, put the cue box to the side and let the singer walk in. Okay. And uh, also where you put the pop filter, it's best if it's coming down from the top. Why? Because that way the singer's not going to hit it with their hands if they're using their hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I think they, I think they, uh, it's what what you mentioned is it's it's the little stuff that that, that gets in the way and doesn't make that's your, right right yeah, that's right yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think very many uh, studios think about the little stuff right no they just think no. about the bigger scale that that's why I had uh, that's why I did that vocal production workshop which is the other another product that I have on my site for pro audio teams for engineers and producers so they can be heroes for their clients right. if they know this stuff and you're right i mean they can know all about the gear and be great engineers as far as the gear goes and not have a clue how to help their singers and there's so many things that they can do to help their singers Right. As, or speakers, yeah. That's another, okay, so you per- perfect, perfect transition because uh, the third part here on your site is vocal production workshop, which is a mm-hmm. DVD. Right, it's a two-hour workshop that I gave at Nashville Musicians uh, Union, uh, where I think about forty uh, professional, uh, you know, audio people showed up, and it was so wonderful to see some, you know, some people that I so respect, highly respect that we're willing to learn more, you know? Right. I mean, I want to learn something every day of my life, and I bet you're the same way. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. um, uh, also in, in, in the DVD, uh, you, you cover um, uh, how to prepare yourself mentally and how, and how to overcome the anxiety of recording in the studio. Right. Um, so what, okay, so I, 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 I remember you, uh, you mentioned that uh, the bandmates can help the singer overcome if they get stuck or something or, the, mm-hmm. or, 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 or even the producers, right? 
Um, how would they help the singer overcome, like, like, like if they get um, worried about, um, you know, not the singer ad or something? What are some, some stuff right. that, that people right. can help them with? Right. Well, one thing is to tell the singer not to uh, think about how they're doing. You know, and, and the only thing, the only people that should be in the vocal booth or the vocal space, if it's if they're singing in the, in the middle of a room somewhere, is the singer and the heart, the lyric is two. Right. Okay. The engineer is just gravy. He's okay. over in the peanut gallery over here. And so the, you know, the critic is not allowed in the space where the singer is. And so the singer just talks to that one heart that the lyric is to. And, you know, if the, if the engineer can, can, can tell the singer to do that, don't worry about anything. Uh, let me set you up. Uh, the other thing that they can, it, this is good at a pre-production meeting, but the other thing is that the singer needs to know to set themselves up physically and psychologically. Physically, the singer, I mean, even if the studio is set up right, if the singer doesn't know to move their feet in closer to, you know, closer to the mic or closer underneath the mic, they're still not going to benefit. And maybe, you know, give them a stick or a drumstick or something and so and let them play with it. And you won't believe how that will help. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, but, but set themselves up physically so that their, their, their back is open, you know, has opened their chest because it's straighter, the upper spine. And then also set yourself up psychologically, meaning what movie scene are you in? What are, are you saying? Why are you saying it? Who are you talking to? And most importantly, what response do you want from that heart you're talking to? Get it. Yeah. That's the, go that's the goal. Yeah. Get that. And very much like acting technique and, and all that. If, if, if the actors is talking to the fourth wall, they're probably not going to get an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Unless it's one of those weird movies. You yeah. know. But if they're talking to their acting partner and they're being really, uh, you know, really engaging with them, they're being real right. within that fictional scene. And that's where they get the, the Oscar because they are being authentic and real and people are just pulled in. They body snatch people. Right. That's the singer's job. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I kind of get your point because from, from what I'm hearing, it's like, if you speak to one person, you can capture millions of, of people's hearts. That's right. That's you, exactly right. But if you do yeah. it the opposite way. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be as, as um, as wanting their music. Mm -hmm. that you I came up, I came up with this saying that I, uh, little refrigerator magnet saying, um, sing to one fish and the ocean hears you. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'm gonna have to steal that. <laughs> yeah, you got to sing to the right fish though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <you got> right, <laughs> right. Or else nobody will come. Right. And, and that takes care of nerves too. Okay. I found that that takes care of nerves because it's no longer about you. Right. You're trying to get a reaction from the the heart you're talking to. Mm -hmm. It works for speakers. It works for singers. And I mean, it's so engaging. And when you're real and when you're being authentic, you're being interesting. Right. You're being. And that's yourself. what makes people want to come and like check it out like right. what's going on there you know awesome awesome um so, so we did talk about things what to wear what not to wear mm -hmm. um and, and and vocal with the with the with the drinks and everything but right uh, but let's go over the foods i know i know the uh 
the easy question is, eat healthy food, right? Don't eat, like, donuts and whatever. But is there one or two items that they can eat before they get to the studio that'll uh, open up their um, vocal passages? And, like, like, what's the very best food that they can eat instead of saying eat healthy, you know? Right, because that's one, not, person's, that's obvious, you know? one person's healthy food could be another person's poison. Right. That yes. People have different, you know, systems. Yes. And some some things, however, are the same for everybody. One is water, 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 water. And you're gonna sing on the water you drank yesterday. So start the drinking the day before. Okay. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then continue, you know, the day of. But uh, because the vocal cords, uh, you know, they're not considered like like. something that you need to survive even though they are (laughs) but the uh the body is going to nourish you know hydrate it's the rest of it internal organs and all that before the vocal cords so you want to start start drinking early and continue take half your weight and that and 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 that's how many ounces just in general that you that it's a good baseline for you to uh, to drink right and the other thing you need is don't come in with a donut uh, if you come in with uh, sugary or carbohydrate stuff with not much protein in it, what you're going to do is you're going to have a bunch of high energy and your energy is going to be up here too. And, uh, it, it's going to, you're going to burn out really fast. Right. So what you need is protein. What kind of protein? The kind you digest well. Okay. So for some people they can eat eggs for other people, eggs, gum them up. You know, you have to kind of know what, what you need. Uh, uh, avocados are awesome. Like if, if you're a, a, a smoothie with a good high quality protein, uh, powder, you know, that put, to put in the smoothie is it is that's the, that's the way okay. to go because it's so easily digestible, but make sure you put protein in it and a little fat of some kind, you know, uh, I put homemade kefir in mine and, or homemade yogurt, something like that and fruit and uh and whatever supplements that i need for the day and that sets me up pretty well uh or you could you know just don't do a pancake without having some kind of protein with it peanut butter even a peanut butter sandwich for breakfast will work uh have protein bars with you in the studio in case there is no time to break for some reason and you and you run into an energy lull you know but not donuts and not M&Ms. Ask me how I know. If you eat M&Ms, you're going to get all your tracks too fast. And then you can't sing them later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. At least, especially if you eat as much as I did one day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, a good quality protein and water, and you're pretty, you're, that you're pretty good. Uh, okay. if, it, if it's a lunch break, you know, have a chicken salad. Uh, don't, don't go for the cheese. Stay away from the chocolate until you're done because they can gum you up. Right. Cool. All, 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 all amazing stuff. Um, so this reverse back to my, our second question for you. Um, we talked about singing in the studio. Uh, but the fourth product is, is which I found most amazing is the called earphones. Oh, yes. Uh, for anybody who's listening, that's yes. H-E-A-R-F-O-N-E-S. And you can buy it on her. Yes, right. And right. you can purchase them on her website for I think forty five dollars. Right, right, something like that. And yeah. so what? I, what I like about these? Okay, so I've I've heard a long time ago, 
if you want to hear yourself sing, you put traffic keepers behind your ears, and then the noise will re- will, will reverb back to your back to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So what it's I It's like a great. It's like a, a a much better version of doing this. Right. Yes. Because the yes. pieces come all the way out. If you right. go to my website, you'll see them. Right. Uh, and and the plastic pieces come all the way out. They were designed. Uh, by a, a couple of people. One guy was an old um, barbershop quartet kind of guy, you know, a singer, right. choir choir guy, and kind of kind of a, you know, I think the classic stuff and 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 the the also the barbershop quartet type stuff. But then also he joined up with a, a real tech guy, and I I think he explained to the, to him what he needed. He needed to be able to hear himself. At the same time, he was hearing other people. I think if you're in a quartet, I need to hear my own voice, but yet I need to hear the other people too. And oh my gosh, do they work. They also help you not yell because you'll, you'll be yelling at yourself. So they'll help you back off your pressure if it's excessive as well. And then you just tilt the little pieces right. at your ear for volume. I right. mean, it's just an acoustic device. There's no batteries yeah. No, it's like having an acoustic PA device you can stick in your suitcase. <laughs> right, yeah, because uh, and and you do like a look look like a Martian Martian yeah. type of headphones <laughs> too, which I love too. Um, but yeah, I've got them right over there. I can't quite reach them. Oh, but uh, where are they? They're over there somewhere. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, you want to go get them? Sure. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, if All you right. want to, yeah. Yeah, they are. This will be good for people to actually see what they're you know what they're. Okay gonna buy if you buy them so they go on like that yeah and then the pieces you know go up and down and right so they're just an acoustic little acoustic device yeah they're pretty ingenious and i you know it's it's not a i I sell them for almost as much not a whole lot more than than i buy them so to try to make people be able to get them but uh the problem is I can't sell them globally like I do all the rest of my courses because of shipping. <laughs> oh yeah, but, shipping, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but yeah, in in uh, in the U.S. I do. But uh, but but those are not just for singing. Uh, I mean, speakers can can buy them right. too, and like hear their right. own voice and practice. They're an incredible brain. way to practice because what you're going to do, they're like having a clean mic, right. okay, and you're going to hear what you really sound like instead of what you think you sound like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a rude awakening sometimes, but it's a it's a much needed one, you know. And uh, and for people who want to uh, who who's looking to buy them, uh, there they can you can adjust the audio the, the volume of them too, correct? Yeah, yep. by just twisting. just just by turning yeah. turning the pieces up and down. Right. Yeah. yeah, so, so just to, no, acoustically, right? They'll right. capture more or less sound. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's no anything extra to buy. You just buy those no. and just work with them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna invite yeah. me one of those because I, you know, because I've, because I've been uh, um, trying to speak more better and you know trying to get my voice out. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So that mm-hmm. would be a big help. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So uh, I was looking- James, James. Let me tell, tell you what. I'm gonna just. How about if I just send you a pair because you know you're so kind and and uh, oh, interviewing you. me today. Let me do that for you. I would love to yes, give ma'am, you. Yes, I, 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 I would love for you to do that. I'll for have me. to get your address and, yes, and ma'am. ship yes, ma'am. it right out. Sure, sure. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um. So looking at your website, uh, you have worked with a lot of people. 
Um, some of the fifty pe- years of people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the artists you work with was the Oak Ridge Boys, George Jones, Willie Nelson, Loretta Dan Stills, great singer. I mean, um, uh, he was one of my favorites when I was growing up with my with my grandma. Who? Uh, Dan Dan Seals. Yeah. yeah. Oh my so goodness. Great yeah. guy. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just one person that I have to ask you that's on this list, and if it's true, my mom would freak out because she loves him <laughs> so much. It's Elvis Presley. Oh, you're you, not gonna believe this story. You worked with Elvis okay. Presley. Yeah, I did, but uh, pos- posthumously, yeah, after he passed. Okay. And here's what here's what happened. My my friends, I had friends that that did uh, sing on his uh, project that were already in Nashville, and I was still in Memphis, which par- paradoxically he was from Memphis. Right. But he did most of his recording in Nashville. So, um, you know, I was hired. It, you know, he passed away. And, pretty soon after I moved to Nashville in the, in 1980. And I forget exactly when he passed away, but the edges of the two inch tape, if you re- remember that analog tape, right? The two inch tape, the edges were worn and the oxide as you know, they d- used to get sound, you know, when you recorded sound, it ended up carving into the oxide somehow or another or rearranging it. But anyway, the edges of the two inch tape, were frayed, were worn, and the background vocal tracks were on the edges of that tape. Right. So they mm-hmm. needed singers to come in, and they tried to get all the original singers, the Holiday Sisters and all that. Well, one of the Holiday Sisters was no longer singing at that time. So they, you know, I was working with some of the other people that, that did. I had moved to Nashville, and I was doing session work. And so they hired me to fill in for the Holiday uh, Sister that, that wasn't singing. Right. So I got to sing on Suspicious Minds and oh. in the ghetto and all that stuff. Yes, I could not believe it. So yes, I've sung I've sung with Elvis Presley. He just wasn't exactly there well, at the time. Right, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well who else can say that, man? Because Elvis knew. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Elvis is a, is a big a motivation to me, my mom, especially my well, mom. They, you know, they, so they said in the studio, they said that sometimes it, it late at night that the machines would just like start themselves without anybody turning them on and stuff like that. There were wow. ghost stories that okay. were going well, around like crazy. <laughs> maybe it was him checking out, checking over his own stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, checking it out. Yeah, That's he right, was, yeah. He liked to know what was going on. There you go. Yeah. I had to mess up his, his, his work, you know. <laughs> so, um. So in tw- in 2012, um, you formed your own band with your husband, um, the drummer, um, and the band was called John and Judy Rodman. Right. Uh, and your CD, Here We Are, was was released in spring of 2015, Rave Reviews. Um, what what was it like working with your husband? Like like was it like 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 easy <laughs> easy fix? Because you like, obviously you know your husband and. Like I like like I would imagine it would be super easy to write with him because he's your husband, you know. Could right. you know? It, it's a real dance. But the thing is, I had worked. I've worked with him my whole life. He right. quit playing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, for in fact, it's about twenty five years he quit playing. But uh, he he went on the road with me and did the Tonight Show and you know just he went everywhere with me back when I was an artist and he and I met in Memphis where we were doing session work together and jingle work and in a nightclub band uh, that we did and, and all that. So I've been working with him forever, but we'd never written 
oh, never okay. written together. Right. And so he just, you know, I we were watching Carol King and, and James Taylor one day on PBS. And I just looked at him and I said, this is when he hadn't been playing for about 25 years. And I looked up at him and I said, if we could make people feel like that, wouldn't it be worth like playing again? And I expected him to roll his eyes up in his head, you know, but he didn't. He said, yeah. Oh, well. So that's what started it. And we did. We wrote what we wanted to write. Sometimes it started from his drum drum licks. You know, his like he would be playing back there. Sometimes it would start from something else or he'd throw me a title, or, you know. Right. But it was really organic the way it came together. And we had such a blast. It was like we were playing again, right. playing around, yeah. you know, in, with music. And uh, there was nobody to please but ourselves. Right. So we wrote what we wanted to. And one of them and one of the tracks, the first track on the on the little EP album thing ended up in this uh, thing called the expanse which is a series on a sci-fi series uh canadian sci-fi series that's on amazon i think now and i, I couldn't believe it you know uh, it's just you never know what's going to happen to the music if you just do the best music that's in your heart to make you know just put that out there and don't worry about trying to copy somebody just right. you know yeah, put yourself yeah out there and and do and your best magic you can possibly make and it's amazing where it ends up sometimes well well i i really like that statement because um you said that um you know no one no one else was around to tell you what to do and i found that yeah. fantastic because the more yeah. people you add in your um you know home like creating music or, or like whatever life you know they might mm -hmm. persuade you to do something else and that's not you know you you know, so, yeah, so I, I just want to, um, you know, just uh, say that that was that was an awesome thing that you did working with him alone. And y'all, and it sounds like y'all had a really good time, you know? We did. We really did. We worked with some of the, the session players I use when I uh, produce people. We worked with a lot of the, uh, you know, the same people that I work with a lot. And then John got to work with them too. And it was just, it was just magic. It was just, we got three standing ovations in our showcase that we did at third and Lindsley right. and, and our peers, you know, got to hear it and, and just, it just was so fulfilling. I wouldn't give anything for, for having done that, you know? So. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, and I, and I have, uh, two, uh, two more questions for you. Um, sure. now growing up, I know I heard your voice, but I didn't know who you were at the time <laughs> because again, this is on our, on our site, julieronman.com. Y'all, you know, go to about section and you'll see all of her, all of her amazing stuff that she has done. But, uh, you were a writer, a, a jingle writer for, or Kellogg's and Jingle Singer. Jingle Singer, I'm sorry. Right. For um, um, Kellogg's, McDonald's, um, Chevrolet, Lay's Potato Chips. I mean, the, I mean, the list is just, you know, goes on and on. Um, so my, my question is, how did you become a jingle songwriter, a singer? And for people who do want to get into that, that field, what's the correct way to go? Because like, I know you, you might have found, um, like, you know, kind of like a, like a harder time to get, I, I, I'm not sure, but, but like, like, like what's the right steps to go to get into jingle writing and jingle singing as of right now? 
You know, I don't know who is doing the jingles right now. Okay. I was a staff singer at a jingle company that did 70% of the world's jingles. And that was the William B. Tanner Company uh, at that time. At that time. And that was in the 70s. Okay. Right. And so I got there because I was able to do uh, a quickly sight read. And also I had some technique that I had learned through the years. I'd been singing since I was two or three, you know, and I, I could change my voice so that I could blend with people. I learned to do that quickly right. and that's what they needed. They needed somebody to sight read really quick in Nashville. They need somebody to sight read. They need somebody, and this is for session singing as well as jingles. And to me, background vocals or jingles, that's session singing. Okay. Um, but, you know, with that kind of work now, it's not the same as it was. There were jingles for everything. There were background groups. We, we sang on everybody's records. It's just not that way anymore. Right. So it, but still, the, the same thing holds true today that it held true then, and that is networking. Yes. And I'm going give, to give some advice here about the networking thing. You can think of the networking thing as kind of fake, you know, like, uh, let me see how many people in this room I need, <laughs> you know, to, to, to get something from. Right. If you go about it the opposite way, you'll do much better. And, and that is anytime you're at a networking event or a networking opportunity, you know, where you're meeting somebody, think the, the thing you need to be thinking is what, how, how can I be of use to them? That's the best way to network. And whenever you're, if you're called on a session or you're even just going to observe a session, honor the etiquette, honor the etiquette and just be nice, you know, yeah. because people like to work with nice people. And there's so many people to work with now that uh, they're looking for people that can do that. They can know, like, and trust. It's the same thing as a marketer. Okay. They're looking for people. They, they know this goes for voiceover artists which are more, I think of the j jingles now as being more of a voiceover kind right, of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, they want to know who you are. They want to be able to like you because why work with somebody you don't like, you don't need to, you know, and they want to trust you. And I'm not talking about so much ethically as they want to trust that if they call you for whatever it is, you'll be able to deliver. And so, uh, no like and trust factor and what's in it for them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and have your chops up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Sing well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our very last question that I'm going to ask you is, I ask all my guests this at the very end of the show. Uh, this podcast is called When Words Fail, Music Speaks, and that can't be further from the truth. Um, and there's many, many types of uh, answers. And I want to get your answer because I, because I'm always looking for new music, you know, new inspirations. And um, are you able to tell me right now, off the, off the cuff, that um, is there a song that you can listen to right now, but you can't tell me or your husband or your friends that how it makes you feel inside? Ooh, like it just yeah. speaks to you, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And I, and I can't actually say right. what, what it makes me feel inside. I have My a few. Goodness. I uh, have a few. This, 
a thing that I keep coming back to is, I tell you, it, it's not a, hardly enough, it's not a song. It's not, it's not a, it doesn't have lyrics in it and okay. there's no one singing it. It's the movie Passengers with Anne Hathaway. There's a theme song in that, that I freeze every time I hear it. I've learned to play it as much as I can and I want to get the sheet music to it. Right. But it's the theme song to that Passengers movie. And the other thing is uh, James Taylor's um, Good Night All You, uh, uh, Sweet Baby James. Oh, yes. That that guitar lick. And then I'm going to give you a third one. Okay. And, yeah. that, and that stings, um, what is the name of it? Uh, go, uh, Fields of Gold. Only sung by Sting. Nobody else can make me feel that way. Right. But there's magic in those three pieces mm -hmm. that go beyond what the music really is. And I think that's the kind of music we need to all strive for, is to make it so good, it's better than we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you, it's, it's funny you mentioned James Taylor because I saw him in concert with Bonnie Raitt. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. That was... One of magic the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be magic everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am, it was. Um, so for all our listeners, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, just type in Judy Rudman or Judy Rudman's voice, and uh, you can you can uh, chat with her or go to her website, which is judyrudman.com, and purchase right. all these. All these awesome products at your site. <laughs> Do it now, because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you, this has been truly an honor for me. You've had um, such great questions. It's been a blast. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, really been a blast. Thank yeah. you, because uh, yeah, because uh, well, well, no, knowing what I know now from from you, it opened my eyes about what what singers have to go through. You know, in the studio during, before, and after. You know, because I knew, because I knew nothing right. about that. You know, right, so, right. So I just want to thank you for um, sharing the information with me and, and all of our well, listeners. You're so welcome. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you, thank you, once again. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a blast. That's right. <laughs>